Okay, I would like to just say an opening prayer, Padre. Sure, why not? Go ahead, Barbara. Let's open with prayer for our teleclass tonight. Thank you. May we be wrapped in God's love. This love is found deep in its everlasting wings, carried and kept safe and cherished. May the healing power of Christ breathe across your being now. This actually was from Mary Swanson's prayer list today, and I said, what a nice way to open our session tonight of mm. uncovering the divine in nature. Yes, I love that. Good find. I guess it came to me because I needed to use it tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and again, everybody who's signed up for prayer for tonight on our call, besides Mary Swanson's list of those who are needing prayer, they're all included in our prayers tonight and every night as our community prays for each other. So use both menus in order to strengthen ourselves and God in Christ. Thank you, Barbara. I appreciate that opening prayer. It's marvelous. You're welcome. You know, look at, looking for the divine in nature, that's a rich subject. And I'm sure most of us walk outside every now and then, <laughs> maybe once a day. And sometimes we're not conscious of nature itself, of how much it points to our Creator and the beauty, the enlightenment, the warmth of God's love. So we're going to explore some of those concepts tonight, Barbara and I. Am. Okay. And, you know, Barbara's on the East Coast, I'm the Midwest. Mm-hmm. At least our weather right now is in the 60s. We had, yesterday was 90. So today's 60, Whoa. so we had a big, big drop. But we were, yay, warm and then cool. But again, it changes the atmosphere. You know, and that's exactly. nature's way of awakening us that changes on the way. So how do you see the divine in nature, Barbara? Especially this time of the year, I see the divine in nature. Here in northern New Hampshire, where we currently are, the leaves are just so many, many colors. And I think that... I just think that God is the ultimate artist in nature, that nature is truly an expression of God. He uses Mm. the colorful application of his tools to teach us. There are many areas, many places where we can meet the divine in nature. For me, it's in a rural country spot, but for some people it's in the suburbs, and some people find God in the bustling cities. We can find God everywhere. Because all of these places cities, nature, suburbs, they're all inhabited by people, animals, insects, plants, trees, stones, water, etc. I'd like to end this tonight after our hour with the prayer to the four directions or four winds by Dr. Alberto Violdo because it does show where spirit is in nature. Mm. And I thought tonight, with your permission, Padre, I'd like to explore finding God in nature through our five senses. If that's okay with you? Oh, oh, that's perfect. Absolutely perfect. (laughs) Okay. Stop me if I get too carried away. Frank was listening to this today, and he said, I think you're saying a lot, but stop me if you do. (laughs) Don't call the kettle black. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) If I'm going to begin with the five senses, I'm going to start with hearing or listening. When we're back Mm. in Canada on Graham and Ann, the lighthouse, emits a horn on a very set schedule every seven to eight seconds. I just love that. Hmm. Chanting can be a practice, a connection with the divine, as can singing and drumming. And drumming has been studied as a way 
to deepen one's meditative state. Yeah. So I just, I love to listen to what's around me. Sometimes I, I go down to the river here in northern New Hampshire. I can watch a leaf gently fall into the river. It touches the water with the slightest of sound. I say, wow. And that leaf is surrendering. That leaf is surrendering because it's time my Mother Earth is over. But the spirit is still alive. That's how I find nature. That's how I find God in nature. Just by watching a rose petal or a leaf falling into the water. Mm. Very I love it beautiful. myself, the, the idea of water and leaves, of course, fall. And the changing of the colors the miraculous way because Mother Nature knows how to do life best. And again, yeah. when it's time for the leaves to fall, it sometimes it shows these brilliant colors. Actually, the, the hidden of what it is from its present form or what was the present form green until these multicolors. So like all of us, we have jewels, we have diamonds within us. And it, it takes a season of positioning and then we get to shine in exactly. our own spiritual walk that we really get to see what God has in store for us. So I love exactly. that example, Barbara. And another one I was thinking of when I was pondering my notes the other day, you know, it's the teacher in me has to have all these notes in front of her. I'm sorry, but... <laughs> when <laughs> I'll I, be the student tonight. <laughs> when I was... No, I'm not. You, you are my teacher. When I was in New Mexico, I happened to be there on May 1st. This was many years ago. And I witnessed the Native Americans dancing and chanting on Mother Earth before they planted the corn crop the idea is to make the earth fertile mm. so that when you put the corn seeds or the whatever, the corn kernels in for the new crop, they will grow. And that, and that wow. makes you just realize how sacred nature is to many other of our earthly inhabitants, the Native Americans. As spectators, we were not allowed to take pictures or take notes. We were there as silent witnesses. And the, uh, to me, the experience was, was very transformative and their faith in Mother Nature, their faith in spirit, in God, in providing was incredible. They began their day in a Catholic church, then they came out and they went into their ceremony. It was, it was actually beautiful. I, oh, sometimes wow. I want to go back to New Mexico on May 1st and witness this again. <laughs> well, sure. And our Native American brothers and sisters are, what, centuries old. So again, yeah. they, they took, they honored Mother Nature. And that was their God, in a sense, and honored what was given to them and holding everything as sacred. And we nowadays, yes. we have all our gadgets and all our things, and they're saying, no, let Mother Nature be. <laughs> Don't disrupt yes. it, whether it's a picture, whether mm -hmm. it's talking. So that intention is very palatable when it comes to planting a seed, whether it's our own seed of our thoughts, our ideas, our dreams our finances, of planting a seed to start a new business or maybe even to find a spouse. We all have desires, but again, how we plant the seed, what is our intention, really does matter in the scope of life itself for the divine to come through. And Mother Nature always exactly. seems to lead the way. Exactly. Mother Nature can be your greatest teacher if you just watch how there was a rebirth every year. I think of, of the wave crashing to shore and surrendering to the sand or the plant that grows and then dies over the winter but leaves behind some seeds so it comes back next year. So Mother Nature teaches us how to surrender 
and Mother Nature teaches us how to be reborn in another season, another time, and to come back again and again and again with the acknowledgement of the spirit. We cannot be reborn if there's not a spirit in us. It's the spirit in us <laughs> that gives us the grace and the strength to be reborn, to be baptized right. again. I like that thought. Mm-hmm. I never remembered that. I never heard that before, but that makes sense. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm glad. <laughs> teacher, teacher. <laughs> well, you know, even today, as I was cutting grass and because it, the temperature was cooler than yesterday. And I, we have a big oak tree in our, in our back of the yard. And the squirrels love that now because the acorns are ripe. And so they're having a feast right now of torturing one another, ske- stealing from one another. So these squirrels are having a squirrel fest or an acorn fest of harvesting, but also playing with those. And the freedom that they have, even in because it's a task, but they're making it very playful because exactly. they want to save up for winter. So there's always activity, but how it's being done, using nature as a template, it's like, wow, they were having fun while I was working. <laughs> Exactly, but isn't it beautiful that nature provides the acorns so the squirrels can have food and nourishment over the winter where there will be resources readily available? Exactly, exactly. So there's timing, providence, all those things, and and that's the nature of God to do that. That's the divinity in nature that I think about. And sometimes I think that we forget about where the divinity is. I remember once I was, driving between Maine and New Hampshire. And every time I drove there, there was this beautiful forest of tall trees and it made the drive extremely tranquil. And one day I'm driving between the two states and I drive where this forest should be. I looked where this forest should be and all the trees were cut down for a shopping center. I felt awful. Like somebody put a knife in my chest. I just felt terrible. We don't need all of this we have if you look any of us that live in a community or a suburb or a city or whatever there's so many abandoned houses and shopping centers that we can reuse rather than clearing another area and taking away some of the beauty that god gave us when i was Mm -hmm. teaching and i forgot what class it was i was teaching in college psychology religion one of them i would always have my students to give them an example of what we do to our environment They would go up on a big chart paper, they would draw a forest, and they would put in the lakes, the trees, the animals, the fish, whatever. They would put all the things that belong in a beautiful forest. Then I said to them, now go in and put in the shopping center. Put in (laughs) the skyscraper. They ran out of Mm. room. And when they put the skyscraper in, they had to subtract the tree. Just that little example shows you the impact we can have on nature when we decide to take things away rather than using what's already there. Mm, Very well said. You know, it has, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we're we're responsible for what God has given us. Thank God we become a little more green in a sense of the way we think, the way we throw away our waste. All of that actually does matter. Mm -hmm. It does. and even in the, the natural sense of not speaking negative words because that has an impact on the environment just as <laughs> our throwing away things do. So it does. Um, there has to be Can a I, balance uh, there. Yeah, well, I'm going to skip ahead to something you just reminded me of that, the work of Dr. Masaru Emoto, who worked with oh, water. Oh, yeah. 
And right. I just have this one thing here. He put water into different containers. I believe he froze it. I could be wrong on this. But then he put, he taped to the containers different words that were emotions. And the containers that had the negative emotions on them, the crystals did not form beautiful crystals at all. The ones mm. that had positive words on them produced beautiful crystals. So wow. look what we can do with just our thinking and our words. And, there was, and just to think, our average body is 60% water. So why would we yeah. even abuse ourselves with negative thinking? Mm. I love that. It's a great reminder again. And God, the scripture says we're marvelously made. And we do have the tools, we have the opportunities to co-create with God something new. And it doesn't have to be, as you say, put up a, a grocery store or anything like that. It can be, well, plant seed and maybe we can make the grocery store our fields or our gardens. You know, so exactly. there's creative ways in which we can give without taking away from Mother Nature. Yes, without taking anything else away. Someone once said to me, if you're going to cut down a tree, ask its permission. And I believe mm. if you listen long enough, you will hear, is this the right time to do it? Your intuition will kick in or something from nature will tell you this is the spot where you can do this. This is the spot where you cannot do this. I believe we're not living in sync with our environment. And then you, every fall, late August, you look at the plethora of hurricanes and storms that appear. I believe, and this is my thinking, I could be completely wrong, but I believe that Mother Nature sometimes gets angry at us. Voila, we're going to have a hurricane, we're going to have a tornado. We're going to have something because we keep pushing and pushing at Mother Nature. Therefore, Mother Nature is going to strike back. I mean, I hate to use a negative example, but it's the same thing if you take an animal and you hit it and abuse it, Someday it may turn around and turn on you. So I think of every time there's a storm coming, they talk about a hurricane being out there. I hold up my hands and I send all the peace that I can to the oceans, to the waters, to that storm. I ask that storm to become one with the ocean and just to sink into the ocean rather than, rather than raging in with all of its fury. Because, yes, I believe at times we push Mother, we push mother Nature too far and Mother Nature gets very angry at us and produces earthquakes and hurricanes and forests and, and forest fires. All these things we need not have, we forget to honor the sacred in nature. Right. Well, see, what you did, Barbara, was just take a very practical application of prayer, of love, of intention, and applied it to a situation that could be dangerous for people, losing their lives or their homes or their well-beings. So... This is where prayer really comes in at if we're centered in the spirit of Christ, then we have the power and authority to do that. The scripture teaches yes. us that. So, yes. But it's to stand firm and know I am God, regardless of, and nature's a good access point of us looking at, and there's one phrase in the scripture where I keep reminding people, it says whatever happens in the natural happens in the supernatural. So if there's our storms, we're stormy in our own attitudes or her our livelihood in a sense then in the spiritual realm there is also that discord with god so wow. you know like mother nature like us that when things go wrong we can tell it <laughs> especially if mm -hmm. someone's having a bad day it's like inside they might be raging but on the outside it shows otherwise you know a person is like you look so good 
Then we try to describe, did you get a haircut? Do you have makeup on? No, it's just the glow of the spirit inside. So there is our ability to recognize that, but it also our God-given ability to make things right or, or start out our day in prayer so we can illuminate the light that's within us. It's like coming home from a CLM retreat and being at the airport and people actually see that you're glowing and something about you has, you know that something about you is changing, but your fellow travelers that you meet notice something different about you, even if the airline is canceled, you're not blowing up, you're not having an explosion, (laughs) because you've just finished a beautiful retreat weekend. And this is what we have to remember to carry with us all the time, the peace of God. I'm getting off my notes now, but who cares? Because when you fail to carry the peace of God within you is when you become negative, and negative energy loves to have more negative energy. And negative (laughs) energy creates the discord we see in this world and every aspect of this world. Yeah. Barbara, on that same light as we have what's going on in this world presently. But again, what does God say? What is, what's the spirit saying? Because we have our opinions and we have our choices and God gives us those choices. But ultimately, are we actually listening to that voice within to tell us, and not necessarily us, but the senators how to vote or how to react to whatever side we're on? And that's just one of multiple things that are going on on this earth. To really have a relationship with God, like nature, listens to God, the Creator, and the Creator has uh, tells the rules in a sense of you know, the ebb and the flow of life. And the best way is the path of least resistance. But we seem exactly. to set up shop on one way or the other. So we do have a. That's why when I personally, when I feel like I'm overwhelmed and I just need to get outside, and one of my favorite things to do is tend to my flowers or plant mm. seed or get into the ground because when I touch the ground, I get ground dead. And then I feel like yes. I'm back to where I'm supposed to. So, or take off my shoes and just stand in the grass or lay in the grass. And it's like, okay, now I'm back. And it's like, it's like mother nature is holding me. Or, exactly. Or, mother nature is supporting you. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. The mother is supporting me. And it's like, oh my God, now I'm back. Now I'm being nurtured. Now I'm okay. Mother Nature does such an amazing job of helping us get back to who, to remember who we are and we're created Exactly. With. And I was thinking as I was making some notes for today, a good transpersonal massage therapist with the sense of touch, the customer, the receiver of that massage can be healed just by the sense of touch. So I think sometimes even when I want to have body work done, I want to look for that therapist who's transpersonal, who's going to give me the sense of touch that brings healing to me. I used to bring, and I will continue to do so, I bring my golden retriever, Jack, to the nursing home. And the patients Mm. love to stroke him. They love to touch him. It's very pleasing to him. You see the big golden retriever smile. It's very healing to them because they are touching. They are feeling. They are stroking this beautiful animal. Many of us in Brazil buy crystals, the male and female crystals, and we hold them in our hands as we meditate. Again, it's that sense of touch, that healing energy that's going to come from those crystals and bring healing to my body, and then I can take that healing to someone else that I meet 
any stone. The other day in church, some lady said to me, look at my stone. She was wearing it around her neck on a cord, and I said, it's very beautiful. I said, do you ever just stroke it and touch it and use it for the healing properties that are coming from this particular stone, the transformative mm. powers that are coming from it? She kind of looked at it in a new light, and I said, yeah, use your stone for healing. Use your crystals for healing. That's so beautiful I information. I, oh, wrote, the other thing I wrote on the column here, Frank just looked at me, rosary beads. I mean, I don't sit in bed at night and say the rosary. I hold, if I, especially if I can't sleep, as we get older, that seems to happen. I pick up usually a pair of rosary beads from John of God from the Casa, and I just hold them, and I just hold, roll the beads in my fingers, and after a while, I fall asleep for the next day when I'm making the bed, the rosaries fall on the floor because I forget that they're there. <laughs> yes. So I really Another way of Mother it. Nature accessing of what God exactly. has created. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I, I, just, I just love it. So I believe that the touch, the stones, the crystals, all of that is very, very healing, as is movement. I was years mm. ago, and I never forgot this, at a class at Omega. I think it was Dancing your prayers, one of the, maybe one of the Gabriel Roth weekends where you oh, dance. Oh, sure. Yeah. And for one second, I locked eyes with another young lady who was dancing. This beautiful electricity, not, nothing to hurt me, a spiritual electrical current went through my body and I said, wow. Mm. And this happened to me in Sedona. Again, the red rock crystals sitting in the chapel at the top of the hill. I don't know why I, I chose this particular seat. I chose the last pew. I sat in the left-hand corner. I just sat. All of a sudden, yeah. this beautiful, spiritual, electric current went right through my body, and I started to cry. Mm. I remember finding Frank, and I said, well, maybe it was my father. It's God talking to me. And sure. sometimes this happens to me a lot. I just believe that spirit has a way of touching when I was in mm. France a few years ago, I went to Sacré-Cœur, this beautiful white church on top of a hill. It takes many, many steps from the metro just to get there. I just <laughs> sat in church, and something said to me, this sense of hearing, you are protected. I said, okay, thank you, God. Didn't think anything of it. Left the church, and Frank and I were descending the ridiculously steep steps to the metro, and I slipped. I looked down and I said, okay, I'm going to fall. I'm falling. Somebody behind me just touched my jacket and caught me and pulled me back. And mm. later I thought about this and I said, those were the words I heard in Sacre Coeur. You are protected. Wow. So God is always with us. Always. Yes. Wow. That's miraculous when it comes to allowing God's spirit to lead us, speak to us, but then also provide for us. You remember, I just came from West of Heaven services out in California, which were just, it was amazing. The miracles and the presence of God really was touching the people. But prior to that, I got a, a, a massage that I set up for myself because of the, I had still have my brace on for when I fell three months yep. ago, missed mm -hmm. a step. And with the body's reorganizing itself and learning how to, quote, walk again, one side of the body 
helps the other side until it can <laughs> be ready to walk again. And so when I had my first massage, then it's like, oh, I just craved that somebody would touch my body. But in the uh-huh. in in that part was my muscles were so sore for the good side. My right side did all the work. And so when he started massaging, it's like it was painful, but painfully good in a sense. And it was interesting Uh because having the conversation with my massage therapist and he goes, you got a beautiful body. He goes, yes, you, you say ow, but yet, but then the muscles relax and they go back into place. And it's like, well, so the thank body you. wants he to goes, heal. Absolutely. Yeah. The body wants you know, to heal. So again, being aligned with, even though it's work and it's pleasurable, all those things, but it, it's now being balanced. And so five days later, I went back and it's like, I could say I had a real massage because there was no pain in the body anymore. All of mm-hmm. it left. And now it was just the relaxation at such peace. But yeah, like the nature or whatever, we have to wait for it, wait for it. And it has its own rhythm. And then, yeah. then we get the, the flow to happen. So, and I got to experience both of those, which was great. And I like the way you say that one half of the body supports the other half of the body. It's just a synchronicity. It's being in sync with our bodies and being in sync mm. with nature. That is a gift from God. We have two legs, yes, it two is. arms, two ears, two eyes. It's absolutely beautiful. Oh, and it just reminded you. me of what I was, something I had written here. I was on a whitewater raft once, and it was my first trip on a whitewater raft, whitewater rafting, and I was very nervous. It was a day where they had, in northern Maine, they had opened up the dams, and ah. this raft was really flying, and they said, well, if you fall out, you're kind of on your own, put your legs <laughs> in front of you, and go downstream, we'll eventually get you. I'm thinking, oh, my what am I doing here, man? <laughs> Good luck with you. <laughs> I know. But at one point, I stopped, I stared at the water, and for an instant, the water and I spoke to each other. It was like a meditative moment with that river, and I calmed down immediately, and I wow. started to enjoy my first and last white water rafting experience. <laughs> You're more adventurous than I am. I think I would like to, but it's like, well, once we get into the water, like, while you're on your own, and it's like, well, isn't it like God, especially in, call it emergencies, where something, you're in a boat and it flips over, whatever, while you're on, are you going to trust God? Are you going to trust nature? Knows how to take care of itself. But if we panic, if we do things, fear, you know, we draw on the, the, what we're, what the opposite of what we really desire. So it's really tuning into Mother Nature, which is the awe, the silence, the the water, the creek, the whistling of the winds when change happens. The other night or the other week, the winds were so loud. Reminded me of a a good old-fashioned snowstorm here in the Midwest, but there wasn't any snow. It was just, it was a little rain, but usually with that sound, the force of the wind, should have been a, a major storm, but it wasn't. And it was like, you know, that's like five minutes, but boom, it, it re, I remembered Mother Nature has power. Yes. And then the peace that came after that, it's like, wow. So again, the, the creator of this universe has the best for us. And so if we allow whatever the change, whatever the circumstances, allow that flow to happen. Even in, you, I don't know why I'm saying this, but even in the, uh, the flow of Mother Nature, especially in the springtime, when it, it comes time to have a mate so you can mate and have babies, the idea is there's a season for everything. 
But if we allow that internal and external to present itself, then it's going to direct its way for us for our best because we all have a desire. And God loves to give us surprises. Exactly. If we go with God's design, we cannot be hurt. It's when we mess up God's design and decide to dam up the river, (laughs) and then we wonder why somebody's house is floating down the river in a bad storm. It's because we've created a dam. I'm a little against some of those things. Maybe I'm not the engineer. I don't understand why they're necessary. (laughs) But when you stop the natural flow of something, I think is when the illnesses and the negativity begins to take over. Like everything, there's, there's a reason for everything, and there can also be a, a negative response. It's how exactly. we look at that in a personal way. I mean, if we didn't have the dams, I don't think there would be a lot of people in Arizona because uh, that's really a desert, desert, but yet because of that, water is positioned so they can have it. But I'm not a, you know, the master keeper here, but I also know if we trust in God, if we trust in nature, the one who created nature, things will work out like the Native Americans did. Mm-hmm. I think it's the responsible use of the resources that we have, yes. the responsible mm-hmm. use of the creators of dams and buildings, and et cetera, that makes God's beauty show and protects us. It's when we become irresponsible and do too much. It's like the person who wants to go shopping and wants to buy 50 dresses instead of one dress. It's overdone, and when it's overdone, I believe we begin to have problems. I'm glad I don't have that problem for buying dresses. <laughs> I'm easy breezy on that one. We have diamond mines and we dig for gold. Okay, we love beautiful things and it's okay, I guess, to dig for diamonds and dig for gold. But when we, when we exploit children to do so, when we, excuse my, my words, rape Mother Nature to obtain these resources is where right. we make our mistakes. Mm-hmm. Is where we fail oh. to honor the God in nature. Yeah, because what you're speaking of is really balance. Because mm-hmm. we can all go to extremes. And I like, I think it was St. Philip who once said, if you wish to go to extremes, let it be in sweetness, patience, mm-hmm. humility, yeah. and charity. Went, oh, that makes sense. Okay. All those words that I just spoke when it was spoken, it touched all of our hearts and go, oh, I remember, I remember, I remember. It, it's, there's a quality there that it just settles our spirit. So then the Holy Spirit can come alive and help us to be the better person or be the next miracle for another person of serving, giving up your seat on the plane when somebody needs your seat. Exactly. It, it's the little things that you actually, if we listen to the Spirit, we're going to feel good and the other person is going to heal another person's relationship. So exactly. uh, we have to honor all those things. And I'm thinking a couple of things when you said that. We don't have to do great things. It's just the little thing. And I remember once, I was on Long Island, and this was years ago, and I was walking down a road, and my neighbor was an elderly man who was on his riding lawnmower. I forgot. I think he lost his wife, and he liked my dogs. We stopped, and we were talking about the dog. Again, he was petting the dog, very therapeutic, and we were talking about his wife who had passed, and he started to cry. Mm. I reached out, and I gave him a big hug and a kiss. It changed his evening. One small gesture on my part 
changed mm. the day for this man. Every time he saw me after that, hello, and he was waving at me. I did something oh. so easy and so simple that changed the day for him. Well, yeah, because that's the miracle. God is love, but God's expression is through human beings or animals <laughs> or Mother Nature. Or you know, God nature. knows how to position all of us to be exactly. um, love to a person. God speaks to us through all of his creation. And I'm looking at something else I found here that from Alberto Violdo's work and Shaman Sage Healer, some people on the line may be aware of his work. When the gold seekers arrived in the new world, they believed they could own it all. They didn't believe they could speak to the animals, to the rivers, to the mountains, or to God. They believed they were masters of the earth, that everything belonged to them, and that's, I think, sometimes where we get in trouble. We fail to acknowledge how Mother Nature is here for us. Don't all of, mm. our, all of our medicines and a lot of our foods, all of our foods, everything we have. I said this to a yeah. psychology class once I was teaching. I said, do you realize everything you have comes from Mother Nature? And they kind of stared at me. You mean my car? <laughs> I said, yeah, where did the iron come from to make your car? Where right. did the weather come from? Yeah. Everything is from nature. So how can you not honor the God in nature if everything, and you are nature too, our bodies are nature. If every single thing we have comes from nature, even though we may be reusing it and reusing it and the death may be around for 15 years, it still started in a forest somewhere. Yeah. Everything yeah. is from nature. And that's why I have this love and this respect for Mother Nature. And sometimes mm. I just want to say I am so sorry my fellow earthly inhabitants are abusing you. And I get very upset sometimes when I see that. Yeah. Well, you're taking it personally, thing. and it's like, but it's, again, your walk with nature, with God, and realizing that we can be offended because your heart is so open to what's happening in the natural as well as the supernatural. Teresa of Avila uh, once made this quote. Mm -hmm. It says, treat your body well so your soul is thrilled to live in it. Oh, you know, beautiful. and it's like that statement reminds me of treat Mother Nature well. So we all can enjoy the beauty of what it creates exactly. because it's ongoing. It's, it's creation at its best, and it's the full monte. But we can sabotage by taking from this earth instead of providing. If you take it, then provide it back. The farmer knows it does its crops, and then it, like the stocks, the soybeans, whatever, the wheat, everything gets recycled back into the ground so it nourishes it. And when we just take from it and not put anything back, then less grows. Then exactly. the birds and the insects don't get fed. So we're all responsible for this divine flow, but it really does start with us. Hopefully it's our heart mm -hmm. that is the parameter or the barometer that we can really gauge on if we're doing it right. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes I said to God, why am I here? What do you want me to do? And since I love nature, it's to kind of be a steward of the earth, to protect the earth. We don't even kill insects in this house. They get picked up and they get placed outside compared to my earth. I'm going growing growing to know if that's you or Frank that picks them up. <laughs> we both pick them up. We, both I can't kill anymore. Even if there's me in my house that I am deathly afraid of, I find a way to gently put it outside. I, why would I take the life of something else? I just can't do that. Yeah, no, I understand. But it tells me you're very sensitive to that. Yes, I am. Yes, I am extremely sensitive to that. Yes. 
So I find nature, I find God in everything. God's in me and God is in every single creation that I have around me here. And, mm. oh, there's a quote here that I took that was, was written of a naturalist. It was in Myra Perrine's work. And if anybody wants it, I can always figure out exactly where I found it online. But it's talking about those of us that love to be outside, those of us, I guess, who can call ourselves a naturalist. And she writes this, of this naturalist, something yeah. inside their souls comes alive when they are surrounded by God's splendor in nature, be it the mountains, the desert, the plains, or the beach. For naturalists, as many of us are, just being outside can dramatically increase their awareness of God, since witnessing the Lord in nature comes easily, our greatest teacher. They might mm. see a massive rock formation and be moved to reflect upon the rock-solid faithfulness of God, or they might see his gentleness as a breeze blows through the trees, or they might sense while hiking in the heat of the day that God is an oasis who restores our dry, dusty souls. That's so beautiful to me. It really is, and it sounds very grounding, because if we yes. allow Mother Nature to teach us show us. Reminds me of just this past weekend being in Northern California. Dana showed me a group of trees and it was actually in a circle, redwoods in a circle. And it goes, oh, you want to go in in the middle of it? I go, sure. And so there was a little pathway and and went in between these probably eight or 10 trees, but in a perfect circle. And he goes, what do you feel? I go, I feel embraced. I feel so at peace. And it's like, wow. It's like, it's just, it was exciting because Mother Nature was at her best, just being who they were, but yet reminded me of just the embrace of God. And it's like, wow. So exactly. that's in the natural. But guess what's happening in the supernatural? The creator of this universe is setting us up, whether it's the Grand Canyon, to, to take out the all in us, in a sense, you know, the beauty and the breathlessness of what nature provides for us to show us how big God is. And it's like, to me, I can connect and I love connecting around water. That's one of my things. But now being in the forest, it's like, oh my God, there's, they call it the spirit world comes alive or the animal world Mm -hmm. comes alive. And it's like, if you tune in, we're all one. That's what the scripture says. Even the animals, we're all creation in one vibration. And that's God's vibration. Exactly. But we need to remind ourselves when we go to work or when we're at home taking care of the kids or the grandkids, when our could be a whirlwind of activities, but yet God resides within us, nature resides within us. So if we reflect what's on the outside in, we can remind ourselves that God loves us today. Yes. I worked, and just as, I love these different sidetracks we're taking. When I worked on Long Island and I was in some kind of school administrative capacity, and, you know, it was always very tense. It was always, I need it now. I need it before the end of the day, even though it's a 10-week project. We got into <laughs> the habit every, every morning when we got to work, we had a hug. They would look at us in the other offices and go, they're crazy in that bilingual office. They're always hugging each other. <laughs> it was so simple for me to walk in and say good morning to my secretary. Good morning, Marianne. How are you? And give her a little hug. What a wonderful way to acknowledge the spirit in someone else and to start yeah. the day. When you, even now when we greet people sometimes, namaste. I acknowledge mm. the spirit in you. What a beautiful yeah. way. Just to acknowledge. It really is. You're not you know, about them. No. In love with them. 
just acknowledging you are a spirit, they are a spirit. And it's just a wonderful way to, I think, make progress in any kind of thing that goes on in this world. You're talking about all the politics that are going on. They've lost their souls when they get so immersed in tit for tat in politics. Something's lost there. When you say you lost your soul, I believe you lost the spirit within you. You didn't lose it. You're just covering it up and failing to acknowledge that there's a greater resource within you and all around you, within my house, within my car, within the trees, within my dog. There's a spirit I'm not acknowledging when I'm so wrapped up in just the appearance of something or just the thing itself. Mm. Even a stone has spirit. It's when yeah. we forget the spirit, the soul, that we get in trouble. It reminds me of the that you're, what you're presenting, Barbara, is I always acknowledge for people is when when it's when things aren't going very well in our lives or our decisions or the way of life is time to go on pilgrimage time to go on retreat whether yes. it's go to the mountains go to of course celebrating life's retreat or west of heaven east of heaven or just be get on retreat or go to church go to a place where it changes the vibration because we all need to get recalibrated the sense of being at close to one with god and and we can tap into that many different ways but being a spirit soul i love worship i love people so when we went to when I had the West of Heaven in San Rafael, is just being among like-minded people raises that vibration. Then when we pray and when we meditate, when we begin to lay hands for healing, something changes in us, in our DNA. For people, we have our November fall retreat coming up. So if you're looking for a place to revitalize yourself, come sign up for that. We welcome you. I'll be there. Frank will be there. Yes, <laughs> I'll be there. <laughs> And it reminded me of something, again, going back to shamanism, my love of nature. The shaman believes you can actually, through healing techniques, change the DNA you were born with. And I remember doing, and let me know if we're running out of time, I remember doing an exercise in class where we put a stick on the ground and we stayed on one side of the stick that we laid on the ground And we looked at something we were afraid of. And I remember I had an aunt that had died of breast cancer, maternally. And I said, you know, this could happen to me. It's maternal. Then you step over that stick and you realize you've just changed your DNA. That does not have to happen to you. You stepped on Mm. the other side of that stick and your DNA is now changed. So we worked on changing the DNA. And I believe those perceptions, those knowings that I can change my destiny is what heals me. I love that. My little side you know? there. <laughs> That's what, side. I, what I like about that is, is I'm a visual person, so just by that very nature of that act, helped position you and me to receive that healing. Whereas exactly. a person who prays or meditates, we go to that place of stillness that dictates the very nature of God. So then we take on the nature of God instead of our own beliefs, which can be corrupt just by negative words said over us or you're not good enough or low self-esteem. So there's always these qualities, but it's always based on, because I call it spirituality, it's based on mother nature. And there's this quietness that's out there, should be quietness within us. Even if it's sitting on a rock, but the rock has presence, it has power. And if we're quiet enough, (laughs) we can either feel it or feel that vibration. Oh, you can feel the vibration from that rock immensely. And another thing I used to do is I'd pick up a rock at the river and blow my worries into it, 
toss it into the river and knowing that it was being washed away. I was being washed. I was being transformed. I was being mm. healed. Even if I didn't <clears throat> jump in the waters, I was being healed in that moment. Absolutely. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, is Frank still with you? Because maybe you I'm threw Frank in the water too. <laughs> We just teasing you. <laughs> Time for a dip, honey. <laughs> uh, and we have, yeah, there you go. Yes, <laughs> go go with the flow of the current. Yes, and like all of us, I mean, we can get upset, we can have our worries, but hopefully, we find a place or a thing or an object or Mother Nature to help us release it, but then let it go. So our lives are are in balance once again. And to me, that's what prayer does. That's what forgiveness does. That's what release does, making it a commitment to grow and not stop at where we are. Because like all of us, and there's many of you on this line tonight, you have desires. You have desires to be healed of any situation. It could be in your finances. It could be in your relationships. It could be with your body. All of these things matter to God. And it's to me, it's allowing Mother Nature or God's nature to realign us. They say, align with the stars and everything will work out. Well, God created the stars. God created us. So in one sense, if we just be still and know I am God, we begin to position ourselves for healing. And that's what I'm always looking for every single day, healing my knee, healing my relationships, Mm -hmm. and just being the bigger person so I can be of service to those around me. Isn't that sometimes the form of centering prayer? I, mean, I, I knew what it was years ago, and I haven't looked at centering prayer in a while. It's just a centering of yourself, bringing that divine yeah. alignment to you. And once you are centered and in you, you, you blossom, and then you bring that divine alignment to the world, to the people that meet you, even if they say, shake your hand in a department store and say thank and I say thank you for the service, there's something yeah. about me if I'm very centered and very divinely in sync, that changes that person whose hand I shake. Absolutely. Whereas if I'm angry, it's like the plant that will die if you have it in a room with angry <laughs> thoughts. You're upsetting the yeah. person whose hand you're shaking. I can pick this up very easily from people. They're just people I say, okay, it's time to back off because this person's energy is not what I need right now. Let me mm-hmm. go somewhere where I can get more positive feedback and energy. And let me give to others who are willing and a little bit open to receive the energy and the centering prayer that I'm willing to bring to them. I believe we can do this anywhere. Anywhere. We don't have to be in church. We can do it anywhere. Anywhere. Because God is always present, but it's up to us to position ourselves to receive God's presence wherever it's at. It's always available. But I think we need to be in a position to receive it which means we have to get out of ourself, <laughs> our minds, and really dial in and calm our emotions. So then allowing the Holy Spirit to take us. And why don't we do that? So I think it's time to pray, if you don't mind, as we close this telesession. But knowing that each one of us has that desire to be close to God, but in that closeness, healing is on its wings for our well-being. And it's positioning ourselves just to feed our soul. Whatever we need will be asked for, but then also received in Christ's name. So Amen. Barbara, what, you said you had a healing um, I had a prayer winds, to the four winds from Dr. Alberto Violzo, and I love it because it's tied to nature and it's tied to things that I think a lot of us on this call do believe in. So with your permission, may I use that? Yeah, let's do that, please. 
Okay, let's begin then with the winds of the south. To the winds of the south, great serpent, wrap your coils of light around us. Teach us to shed the past the way you shed your skin, to walk softly on the earth. Teach us the beauty way. To the winds of the west, mother jaguar, protect our medicine space. Teach us the way of peace, to live impeccably, Show us the way beyond death. To the winds of the north, hummingbird, grandmothers and grandfathers, ancient ones, come and warm your hands by our fires. Whisper to us in the wind. We honor you who have come before us and you who will come after us, our children's children. To the winds of the east. And one quick thing, Alberto used to say, when the eagle and the condor fly together, there'll be peace in the world. Mm. So to the winds of the east, Great Eagle Condor, come to us from the place of the rising sun. Keep us under your wing. Show us the mountains we only dare to dream of. Teach us to fly wing to wing with the great spirit. Mother Earth, we've gathered for the healing of all your children. This phone call tonight, we've gathered for the healing of all your children. The stone people, the plant people, the four-legged the two-legged, the creepy crawlers, the thinned, the furred, and the winged ones, all our relations. Father, Son, to me, God. Father, Son, Grandmother, Moon, to the star nations, Great Spirit, you who are known by a thousand names and you who are the unnameable one, thank you for bringing us together and allowing us to sing the song of life. So thank you, God, for bringing us together tonight. Thank you, Padre. And I love that prayer. It's very beautiful. It is. We can take the prayer that Barbara just spoke of or prayed and take any of those elements that are akin to what's your nature, whether it's an animal, whether it's a, a bird, whether it's a stone, a place, or a people group. Let's just take that, what resonates with us of what represents God to us or the peace of God. Mm-hmm. And allow that Amen. grace to expand and grow in us as you touch your heart right now. And allow that grace to permeate and change situation, change health, and change possibilities, locations, change partners, whatever it might be that you're most of need of tonight. So let the healing balm of the Holy Spirit begin to do her work. Let Mother Nature the ruha, the breath of this Mother Earth, begin to pour through each body now for healing, for reconciliation, for drawing near. All illness, all disease dissolve now because of God's presence, the Creator. We thank you, Lord our God, for your grace, your peace that passes all understanding. Let your abode rest in us. May each of us rest in the peace of God tonight. Amen. So be it. Thank you. I love that. Thank you. Thank you, Barbara. So much appreciate your wisdom and joy tonight. Thank you, Padre. Thank you for everyone online. Go in peace. God loves you. God loves you. Good night, everyone. Thanks for joining us.